0: The following is a special presentation from Pastor Joanne Ramsey and Speak the Word Ministries. We trust God's Word will bless you as you listen to this message. Here's Pastor Joe. I've titled my message today, How to Live and Not Die. I want to talk to you today about how we are a reflection of our Heavenly Father and a few other things that the Lord has placed in my spirit to talk to you about this morning. Just like we are a reflection of our earthly parents. You know, I can remember way back when my mama used to tell me when I'd go somewhere, she'd always say, Joanne, behave yourself and remember who you belong to. You know, and I'm sure some of your parents have told you the same things. But saints, when we act out in a way that does not reflect who we belong to, it reflects on our earthly parents. We, however, are children of the highest God. So when we get an attitude or we do things that are not becoming to who we are as Christians, it reflects on our Heavenly Father. I I want you to hear this. When we're doing things that doesn't show love and respect and honor for our Father, it reflects on Him. Just like your earthly parents when you were a child. Even now, even as a grown-up, you do things that still reflects on your parents. Even if they aren't living anymore, it still reflects on them because they remember who your parents are. God knows who his children are. Being a Christian carries with it a huge responsibility. It's like one of my responsibilities is to teach the word and the Lord uh, give me the privilege of being here today. And even though I have other things that I must accomplish today, we have to be all out. We can't have one foot in and one foot out. Because right. the Lord always will give you strength. To do what you need to do when the time comes. Amen. It's a big responsibility, as I said. It's a huge responsibility being a child of God. We are no longer in the dark, so we must walk in the light. Ephesians 5, 8 in the Berean's Bible says, For you were once... You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord, so walk as children of light. The Lord revealed to me a few years ago that the ones who have been walking in darkness shall walk in darkness no longer, that there's coming a shifting from out of darkness into the light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Saints, walking in the light means walking in the truth of God's word. According to John 17:17, 17, 17, God's word is truth. What does that mean? It means not acting like the world. It means not acting like the unsaved. So many Christians today, it's hard sometimes to tell the saved from the unsaved because they're all watching the same thing. They're all practicing the same things. They're doing the same things. So it's even in, the, in even, even the music. Praise God. You listen to the music and sometimes you have to listen for a while to determine is this of him or not. Yes. And when that happens, we know it's not. So we just, it's, it's, it's getting harder and harder as the days go by. And we're going to have to take that huge responsibility. Ephesians 5 verse 15 says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days, he says, and don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Ephesians 5, 1 says, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. He says in verse 10, he says, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. And then take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness, he said, but instead expose it. We need to be the ones that expose the darkness. We're not supposed to be a part of it. Saints, we need to represent our Father in a way that we attract others to Him and not repel them. I can name a few Christians that I know love the Lord, but the way they approach others and trying to win them to Christ repels them and offends them. And the Bible tells us it's easier to win over a city, to conquer a city, than it is a person has been offended. We don't have to preach and beat people over the head. Amen. We just need to let them see Christ in us. Yes. Amen. And if we walk in light, then Christ will see the light in us. Are you hearing me? Amen. He said, we should not be ashamed or embarrassed to follow the instructions of Jesus. In Matthew ten thirty two 32, says, don't, don't be ashamed of your faith. If you stand before others, he says, and are willing to say you believe in me, then I will tell my Father in heaven that you belong to me. But if you stand before others and say you do not believe in me, then I will tell my Father in heaven that you do not belong to me. There are so many today, even preachers, who will, are ashamed of their faith, even in public, on TV, will not omit. They beat around the bush. They will not be bold and come out and say who their father is. And that there really is only one way to him. And that's through the son. Amen. We don't want to be like Saul. And 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, and he, he said, and be, and be afraid of what people might think and say. This is what the biggest problem is. So many people are afraid of what people might say and what they might think. Saul wasn't obedient to the Lord for he said he was afraid of the people. But the Lord tells us somewhere in the Bible, I don't remember exactly what scripture it is. He said, but don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of their faces. Saints, the enemy is waging war against you every day in what you say and the things that you do to get you to step out of the spiritual into the carnal. So some people think that the only time that you're doing a spiritual warfare is when you're actually doing a battle. But you really are in a spiritual warfare every day. From the time your feet hit the floor until you go to bed at night and maybe even then too. <laughs> yeah. You're doing battle. Yes. Because the enemy never sleeps. Mm-hmm. You might, but thank God your holy, the spirit in you never sleeps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Satan will use anyone that will let him. He will bring your closest loved ones or your friend and use them against you when you're in this battle. I ran into a lot of this last week down in North Carolina with my sister who was fighting for her life. Talk a little bit about that later. But it says in Mark 8, 23 is a good example of how he used Peter to rebuke Jesus. But Jesus recognized that Satan was using Peter. And he turned and he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He said, you are a stumbling block to me. For you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. I ran into a lot of that. I didn't tell any of them to get behind me Satan. But he was at work in I was surrounded. We need to take advantage of every opportunity to walk like Jesus, to lay hands on the sick, to cast out evil spirits, and to recognize that we're not fighting we're not fighting the flesh and blood battle, according to 2 Corinthians 10.5. In other words, we need to practice obeying the word of God and doing what he's empowered us to do. No matter where that is and no matter what the opportunity is, you've got an opportunity to pray for the sick, lay hands on the sick, cast out a demonic spirit. You do that. I know just my niece, my sister passed away's uh, daughter, um, she confided in me and she had the spirit on her and, we, and she was brought up in a Christian home and sang in the choir. We cast that thing out of her. And she said, Aunt Joe, she says, I feel so light. I feel so light. And she says, I feel so free. And I said, You are free. Because now and I said, Have you ever accepted the Holy Spirit? And she says, No, ma'am. I said, Would you like to? And she said, Yes, ma'am. So now we baptized her in the Holy Spirit. So you can do battle. Wherever you are, I, d- I did much more. I prayed for those that can't walk while I was there. I prayed for those that were, couldn't move. But anyway, John, it says in 1423, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And one of God's teachings is to do what you see him do. Yes. And not be afraid or let the others intimidate you. Amen. Most of the reason why we don't, like I said again, is because we get intimidated. He says, My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Saints, obedience is better than sacrifice, says the Lord. Luke 6, 46 says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? And I know from my own past experiences that sometimes it may feel like that you're alone, but that you feel like that maybe he's left you. But saints, that's a lie straight from hell. Because God will never leave you and nothing can ever separate you from the love of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, according to God's word, your feelings are going to lie to you. He tells you this in Jeremiah 17:19. He says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. He said, who knows how, who really knows how bad it really is. What he's saying here is you cannot trust your feelings or your emotions. He says, For they're going to lie to you. You know, and I might add this morning that I've been doing battle with my emotions and my feelings for the last two weeks, you know, and, and, and we've done it before. But Satan is the god of this world and his job is here to destroy you. Yeah. And he's going to play on your emotions and your feelings because that's how he gets to you, through your mind and your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings. But one of the largest weapons of Satan that he uses against us is deceiving us with his lies. However, we need to keep this in mind when we are in a battle. According to 1 John 4, 4, you little children are from God and have overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world, praise God. I know that some of you today and here this morning at the the church and listening online are probably going through some difficult times this morning yourselves. It could be in your health. You could be experiencing difficulties in your health. It could be difficulties with your finances, with your job. I don't know. I know I've been going through some difficult times myself over the last few days. And the devil would love to have me believe that I'm fighting my battle alone. But I know that's not true because I know that he is a liar. He is the father of lies. He tells us, according to John eight forty four, that when he lies, he speaks his native language because he is a liar. He is the father of lies. It's just like any other language. If you go to another country, if you go to Germany, they speak German. If you go to Spain, they speak Spanish. And, if you, and the devil, he speaks only his language, and his language is to lie to you and to do that every opportunity that he gets. Are you hearing me? He is lying to you. In Deuteronomy 23, it says... The Lord tells us that when you draw near to battle against your enemies, he said, let not your minds and your hearts faint and fear not. Do not tremble or be terrified and in dread because of them. He said, don't let them make you afraid. He says, for the Lord your God, he is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Saints, it's interesting to know and I don't have time to read all the scriptures, but in Deuteronomy, 12, in Deuteronomy 20, if you go back and read that in Deuteronomy 20 and verse 4. It says, when the officers of the army were selecting the troops to fight, they went through a list of things, and many were sent home for one reason or another, excusing them from fighting. There was one that was getting married, and he sent him home, lest somebody else married the wife before he got there, and no one was building a home, and he said we sent him back, lest somebody else build the house and, or the fruit or whatever. So for various reasons, they were all sent back. But further on, the officer said in verse 8, which speaks volumes, in the Amplified Bible says, And the officers shall speak further to the people and say, What man is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him return to his house, lest because of him his brethren's minds and hearts faint as does his own. He don't even want you in the fight. Because if you're in that fight and you're in a doubt and unbelief, it's going to affect all the others around you, as the Bible just says, Unless it affect those as around you. So you need to get as much of the doubt and unbelief out when you're doing battle, whether it's in a room or a building or whatever. You're doing battle, you need to get as much of that doubt and unbelief out there as you possibly can. He said, let him return home. Unless, because of him, his brothers and minds might faint just as his. You can't do battle around a lot of fear and doubt. My husband has encouraged me to talk a bit this morning from my heart and spirit about how the devil deceives you and how subtle he is in doing it. I pray that all who have an ear this morning, let him hear. And I thank you, Lord, for thy blessed word that will set men and women free and teach them how to change things, if only they will open their hearts and their ears to hear what you have to say. Saints, when you're in a spiritual battle, you will encounter three types of people. You might want to write that down. Those who have faith in God's word and who will stand on the word no matter what. As it tells you in Ephesians, stand. When you've done all you can do, he says stand. And refuse to be moved by what you see or fear. Just like Paul. Paul says, none of these things move me. And you're going to have to be like a Paul. And you're going to have to talk to yourself an awful lot. The only way you're going to survive is talk to yourself and say, Lord, none of these things move me. I'm not moved by what I feel, not moved by what I see and I hear. I'm only moved by the word of God said. Word of God said by his stripes, she is healed or I'm healed or or they're going to do so and so, whatever. That's what I'm moved by. I'm not moved by the other. There are those who have faith but aren't sure if God's word works or not. There's a lot of people that walk around saying they're believing God. But if you ask them, what verse they were standing on for believing that, they couldn't give you a verse. But yet they're believing. You can't, you can't believe God for something unless you know what you're believing Him for, yeah. unless you can back it up with His Word. You can believe Him all you want to, but unless you can back it up with His Word and give Him back that Word, you're not going to see anything. Believing is not faith. Are you hearing me? Amen. And there is the third kind, those who, who are non-believers and don't believe at all. I want you to pay attention to this. I experience, we experience this all the time, but sometimes it just comes like an avalanche. And the last week or two, it's been like an avalanche. These last two are the ones that Satan will work the hardest on to get them into agreement with him so that they can cause the first type of faith to weaken. You, you are encircled with the enemy every day and especially when you're going up against him. He will bring his army in. And what is so devastating is that the armies that he brings in are usually your friends and your loved ones. Yeah, that's true. To get them to convince you, to get you to change your mind, to make you think that you're being erratical, just like they did with Jesus. Make you know, they will believe science over God, right. they will believe anything a doctor tells them, they'll believe anything a nurse tells them. But with the Word of God, no, wow. they feel like the doctor's got more power and authority than God Himself. Wow. And you're listening out there, I want you to hear this this is not true. Right. It's like the Amen. only one that's going to save you is the Word of God, that's right, Amen. that's the only medicine. He Amen. says, meditate on my word day and night, not to let it depart from your eyes, but to keep it in the midst of your heart all at all times. He said it's medicine to all your flesh. Some translation says it's life and healing to all your flesh, and some says it's medicine. That's the medicine that you need. This other medicine will kill you. Amen. Kill you. That's Telling you that it'll kill you. If we could have only gotten them to listen to us over the last two weeks, Amen. my sister, I wouldn't be preaching her funeral today. And they wouldn't listen they listen to the doctors and they listen to the nurses but that's okay God still loves her and she's with him yeah. she's not having to fight them totally healthy. or the, the devil anymore and she's totally healthy Amen. hallelujah she hadn't lost she had, they lost she didn't lose but they lost she graduated. that's right she graduated hallelujah he will work, Satan will work to recruit them to be on his side. In this particular battle of mine, it's been going on, like I said, for quite some times. But it reached a critical point about two weeks ago with a phone call telling me my sister was in the hospital and did not look good. As soon as I received the news about my sister, I began to pray and put on my armor. Amen. You don't want to run out the door without putting your clothes on. You want to seek the Lord. Pray about it, seek the Lord, and just continue to seek Him. Get your armor on, every piece of it, just like you would if you were dressing yourself, and now you're ready to go. Because you are, when you walk out that door, you are in a battle. I knew when I was going down there that I was going to be in a great battle. I knew I would be doing battle with all three types. I'd be doing battle with the believers that will stand for anything, which... I hate to say was very few. Minimum. And those that believe in God could do something, but would he? And those don't believe at all. So you're going to do battle with all those every day at work, in your church, in, in just everyday life. You're going to be, just everyday activities. You're going to be doing battle with all three of these. Are you hearing me? Some of you in here, And some listening online might be going through a battle like this or it could be a different battle. I want to share some things with you that the Lord pointed out to me that may save your life or the life of the loved one. I pray it will help you fight a more effective battle, one where you get the victory. And let me stop here and say this. There is nothing wrong with taking people flowers. There's nothing wrong with posting balloons that says Jesus loves you and angels on each one. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with taking stuffed animals in the shape of a cross. There's nothing wrong with that. But they're all symbolisms. They have no power. Yes. Yes. No one brought my sister a Bible. No one, except for two pastors that I know, and a sister prayed over. But they're quick to tell you that it's not doing any good. You know, you need to feed them Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. 24 hours a day. You need to take turns feeding them Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh And so I I, I bought her a Bible. And today, yesterday, she received... Two audio Bibles of two different translations. I thought that she don't feel like reading, and her fiancé didn't feel like reading them to her. She could listen, but she never got to listen them because she died before they got there. You don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. If you love your loved ones or your friend, you need to feed them the Word of God. Amen. You need to give them medicine. Yes. You need to give them the medicine that's going to work. This other stuff is good, but it don't move, it don't move mountains. That's right. God is still in the, in the giant slaying business, right. and he's still in the mountain moving business. Yeah. And if you come together, I, I believe with all my heart that if we could have gathered and gotten in unity and just put the negativity out, things would have turned out different. But that's okay. We'll move on to another day. Yes. Another battle. Yes. I don't quit. You don't quit when you're praying for somebody. The doctors don't stop ministering just because they lose a patient. That's right. You just that's keep on doing it. Yes. And Some people might even be critical of me because I'm preaching here today. When I got to do what I got to do this afternoon. But if you read in the Bible, the Bible says, let the dead bear the dead. That's right. And you just go do your work. And that might sound cruel to some people. But I had an obligation, a responsibility as a pastor to come and preach the word today that he'd given me to preach. So you do it in spite. And he'll give you everything you need. He'll make you so strong, That's right. so much so strong. Let me say up front that I'm not being critical of the people, but only pointing out how Satan sneaks in and uses him and makes it seem so innocent. How he uses them to get to you. I love my brothers and sisters. And I love the families and the friends. But they they were not aware that they were being used. Even her daughters. One daughter that got filled with the Holy Spirit while I was there was aware of it. And she was helping me fight. And my sister too that you've met. Was helping me fight. But. Even though they love the Lord, they're just not very bold. And when you're in a battle, you got to be bold and forceful. Okay. You, you can't be weak and mealy mouthed you got to be bold. Are you hearing me? Amen. How to live and not die. Now I realize that there are many facing the same type of battle that I'm facing and I'm still facing. Number one, what I found when I arrived at the hospital and what I did as soon as I got in her room was I just cleared the room. When I got to the room, I just asked everybody to leave. As a matter of fact, they were happy to. <laughs> they were glad to see Aunt Jo come. Because I'm not the same Aunt Jo that grew up with them. Yes. Yes. I'm a bold warrior now. Amen. And I'm not, I'm not bashful about being a bold warrior. As a matter of fact, I didn't know how bold I was. <laughs> and my sister Dorothy said to me, something about being bold. And I said, you think I'm bold? And she said, yes. I said, oh, I take that as a compliment. Amen. I said, I pray for that all the time. So if I'm being bold and praise God, he's working. He's working. Amen. But I ran them all out and I began to rebuke the demons and the devils. Amen. And I began to pray for her and she began to come alive and she began, her eyes began to open up and she began to set up and eat. Amen. You first? Like I said, you've got to get rid of the doubt and unbelief That you, if you can. Pray and rebuke the devils. Like I said, we're getting those that are listening here. One, you want to, when you get to, when you, if you if do it in a hospital room or somebody's house, you want to get rid of whatever you're doing. Even if somewhere, wherever you are, you're going to get rid of the doubt and unbelief as much as possible. Then you want to pray and then you want to rebuke the devil and his demonic spirits. And the battle is on when you do that. When you start rebuking the devils and casting out demonic spirits, the battle is on. And you better be ready to fight. Because them devils will get on you. They know who they can, they can fight with and who they can't. Keep feeding them like I said before. Keep feeding them the word. That is, that is detrimental. That is a matter of life and death. Amen. Feed them the word. Just feed them the word. Religious, like I said, stuff and balloons, stuffed animals, that, that's not going to kill them. That, that's not going to cure them. Keep in mind that according to Luke 10:19, you have authority over all evil spirits. Yes. Amen. You, have a, you have the authority over every demonic spirit. Amen. He said, I give you power and authority to tread upon the scorpions and the snakes and put the enemy under your feet. And no harm shall come near you. So he said, don't even boast about it. They're just going to be subject to you. So that's what you tell him, Devil, you're subject to me. Amen. You might as well take your little demonic spirits and get all these symptoms and just get out of here. Amen. Now, you know. Joshua 1, 5 says that no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, he said, so will I be with you. He says, I'll not leave you and I'll never forsake you. At times, I know at times I've experienced it myself and I have to talk to myself and and reassure myself that he is with me whether I feel it or not. That My father is not a liar. He said, I am not a man that I should lie. Neither am I a son of man that I should repent or change my mind. Have I not said it and has it not happened? So my father is not a liar. But saints, Jesus is here. And he's still king of kings today, and he's still the Lord of lords. God, Lord of armies. Hallelujah. He is the God of the armies. And sometimes the devil gets you to thinking and feeling something different. I know that's true. I know the other day I couldn't even seem to get a clear picture or understanding of what God wanted me to share with you today. But now I realize that he wanted me, he wanted me to make you more aware of Satan's tactics to help you in your battles and to encourage you stand. And I pray that I have. Saints, know this. The world we're trying to tear your faith down, we are, de- we are dealing with this more and more every single day. An election is coming. I'm not teaching on election, but it's coming up Tuesday. And you need to get down there, your little old self, and you need to vote, and you need to vote right. Right. The ones that is, none of them is all together for God, but one that is the most Amen. The one that's got the most things for God. And, and, they, and they're against things that goes against God's word that don't need to be voted for. Yes. Saints know this, like I said, the world will tear your faith down and many times those around you will help. Jesus had this problem throughout his whole life. He was blazing a new path of faith in all for all humanity. And it is not surprising that most, if not all the people around him, did not understand. They did not understand Jesus' purpose and what he was doing. Many were downright hostile to him, including members of his own family. Even his own family accused him of being crazy. And actually, they seized him and ran him out of town and told him to go preach someplace else. Imagine your family publicly saying that you're out of your mind for believing God for something. It, It happens every day. Add to this the constant opposition by the dead religious crowd, and you can get a better picture of what Jesus had to go through. He did not give up, and we should not give up either, saints. We just need to keep on keeping in faith and not stop. He says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself so that you won't grow weary and lose heart. He said, Just consider what he went through, to encourage you not to grow weary and lose heart he said therefore do not throw away your confidence which has a great reward for you have need he said for you have need of endurance so that when you have done done the will of god that you may receive what is promised according to hebrews 10:35 the world will not understand your faith saints and in most cases neither will your family and your friends They won't understand because they can't understand. Faith is a deeply personal thing that only God and you are privy to. Faith and doubts are things of the heart and only you and God can go there. Only you and God can go there. Your faith is a personal relationship with the Lord God Almighty. And you need to stand. But I'm telling you, you need to beware of those three types that I was talking about. <coughs> the ones that will believe and, and stand on the word of God and stand as long as it takes against any opposition, then those are though then there are the number two types that believe in the word but not quite sure what he'll do. And then there's the three that don't believe at all. And those, those two are going to come against you. They might be coming against you right now. They might come against you tomorrow. But don't, don't be bashful. If, you say, if you're standing on the Word of God and you know for a fact that you're standing on the Word of God, don't be deterred. That's right. Don't let them persuade you to agree with them. Because that's what we, I did. Even the doctor came in. I said, you don't come back no more. <coughs> and then another doctor come in, which I believe was a Christian doctor. And he knelt down by Pam's bed and we, the three of us, we talked. And he told her, she told him what she wanted and he said, okay. We'll give it, a, we'll let God handle it. That would have worked fine if that were the way it was, but that wasn't the way it was. Because the enemy came in. The enemy never gives up. Keep that in mind. The devil never stops. He never gives up. He just beats you down and beats you down till he don't think he can beat you anymore. And even the ones that were kind of halfway standing with you, now don't stand no more. So sometimes you're going to find yourself standing by yourself. But no, you're really in the, no, in the human form. You, in the natural, you are by yourself but think of Elijah when his servant said, oh, you know, what are we going to do? We got all of these chariots and all these soldiers, they're surrounded us, Master. Elijah went out and what's the big problem? He said, there's more of us than them. Let me end this this morning by saying there's more of us than them. And don't let them beat you down. Okay. Father, I just thank you so much. I thank you, Lord, that you are my strength and that you're my courage. I thank you, God, that you help me to persevere. I thank you, Lord, for all those that are listening online this morning. I thank you for all those that are in here. I thank you, Lord, if those online or in here are fighting the battle. I pray, Lord, that you will give them extra strength today. I pray, Lord, that this word has encouraged them to stand on your word, Lord, and not be moved by anything they see, anything that moves or whatever, but they'll be like a Paul and they'll say to themselves, Lord God, none of these things move me. I'm not going to be moved by what I hear and see, or what, even what I feel. I'm only going to be moved what your word tells me. And then I'm just going to begin to quote what your word says, and I'm going to stand on that word. And so Lord, I thank you again for the opportunity to preach this word. And I pray your blessings upon each and every one of them in here, and I speak and pray strength and courage for every one of them.